0: Viewer discretion is advised. All activities performed in-game and are fictitious. Arcade <laughs> magic is not be used lightly and by amateurs. All magic performed in this show was performed by an expert. Feel free to try this at home. Well, I've been waiting up
1: all night When you're gonna call Cause I've been taking turns of whiskey and I
0: Myself, I'm fine. so If you like it, come and get it. And darling, don't think twice. Cause if you
1: do, you might be great, regret taking your advice. And suddenly, you're alive. I'll come and I'll be like it's all mine. But I just
0: want to be where you are. Right back into where we were. Um, said, I think then. Right. Uh-huh. right. He said, You guys win. <laughs> Yay, we saved the world. Now, what's your exit strategy for setting up a stable democratic government? <laughs> <laughs> you a stable democratic government? Oh, I said stable democratic <laughs> government. I mean, you already abandoned the church that you <laughs> caused an uprising at. <laughs> I mean, but to but to be fair, his uh Palmore has not been has not taken away any of Eric's divine powers at all. So he's gotta be I doing mean, something right. I mean, I'm a pal that I'm not a priest, so can't lead a church. I can just fight for it. <laughs> Your mom can just fight for it. The last time that we got together, you guys uh, went to the, the Raven Queen's party. You guys showed up, got had some appetizers, ran into some familiar faces. And you're heading out with the rest of this group onto a nice veranda terrace, upper balcony area. Hermes, the daughter, who's wearing this uh, weird skeleton outfit, is changed into an outfit of a scarecrow. She's on some stilts. She jumps up onto, she jumps up onto the railing, and she says, Welcome, my friends, to the Slaughter of Curious Avians! And a bunch of servants, uh, some of them are deformed with little hands or little legs. Maybe one of them's got, like, a pig head or a pig nose or something. And they, uh, they trundle out, and between them they carry a big, big cage that they, like, roll out, and it's on wheels. Between a pair of the other ones is a large rack, and on the rack are a number of crossbows. And the queen walks over to the rack of crossbows, and she, she says... I'm feeling particularly lucky. Anyone who can bring down more than me will receive a special prize. She releases one of the doors of the cages, of the wheeled cage, and a bunch of very strange-looking birds fly out. They have um, two beaks that are multicolored and two sets of wings. These are some strange... These are some strange birds, fucking birds. Some strange ass birds with weird rainbow beaks and they look very vicious. And um <laughs> if you guys want to make some knowledge nature checks, you can recognize where where or what these things are. I'm not also, sure what a leaf you is. have a dead mm-hmm. bird. I got a oh yeah, not my high cat high. was hunting earlier. <laughs> I got seven feet. Okay. i don't have knowledge nature. Oh. Loser! <laughs> I mean I I just I, roll, I just rolled it with no bonus. That's fine. Okay, yeah, with a twenty, you um you recognize these strange birds as a variety from the jungles to the north, and they're particularly vicious and tend to attack smaller creatures and pets of people. They're named something like um phralises, phralodons, Pherodactyls. Pherodactyls. There we go. Hmm. I like that one. Uh, they're pherodactyls. There's some mean-ass birds. Yeah, some mean, ugly birds with rainbow beaks and multiple wings. The queen opens the fucking uh, cage, and uh, a a set of ten fly out, and she takes the crossbow. She shoots it a bunch of times, um, and she manages to take out seven of them, seven of the ten, before they manage to, like, fly, like, too far away, the... Bolts won't reach them. Everybody claps. Yeah, that was such a good job, Queen. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Fanfare. Yeah, she gives, she gives a deep bow, and she th- seems pretty full of herself. And they seem like these guys are pretty hard to hit, honestly. I'll Although, Okay. You, is somebody, first somebody else? You know, first, up, first up on my list is Maurice, All right. the, uh, the very handsome half-orc, or... Er, Man or whatever. All right. Is Let's
1: see how this dude
0: does. He goes up. He goes to pick a and He's like, "Eh, I don't really feel. I'm not really feeling this one." And he he like trundles off. He he I keep saying trundle. That's like my word of the week. <laughs> he he walks away, and you know he he spies you, Suzanne. Or excuse me, he spies you, Aylin, hanging out. And he like gets a, gets a glass of wine. He comes over to you. and He's like, "Oh, hello, my dear. <laughs> I noticed that you're not." Uh, interested in these strange birds either, you know, and he starts making, like, really bad small talk with you.
1: Nah, I'm just gonna ignore him.
0: (laughs) So he, like, offers you this glass of wine and, like, starts, he says some bad pickup line. It's gonna shoot him a really nasty look. (laughs) You come around here often, and you look at him, and he's like, "Ugh," <laughs> and kind of like, kind of walks away. He goes over to uh, Tiara, the thief member of the Golden Geese. Yeah, and she, you know, she's listening to him, but she's clearly not, not really like giving him the same, giving him the sh- giving him the go. This yeah. dude is clearly like a hound dog. Looking for some ass, right? Um, a hound dog. <laughs> <laughs> um That's a fucking throwback right there. <laughs> as this all happens Fuzzy goes up and you know you're next to him Rob and he's like I'm I'm first ah, ah, ah. and he like picks up a particularly nice looking crossbow and he misses every single shot that he takes <laughs> um, and he like he does like a twirl with the crossbow at the end and like you know he, if there was a holster it would be holstered kind of thing but yeah he, he, he sucks yeah Poor he completely he fucks it up completely alright yeah, you want to you give it a shot? Oh, I'll give it, it a, a shot. All right. The uh, the servants open the thing. The birds fly out. Um, crossbow. And, yeah, you're going to add... For this challenge, you're going to add your dexterity, your, your attack bonus, and plus one because it's a masterwork crossbow. How um, many should I roll? You're going to take ten shots. Okay. And you need to get better than seventeen. Okay. If you guys want to participate in this shooting activity, that would be a good time as well. You guys all get a turn. It's pretty fun. Why not? All right, I got eight out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty on the last one. Getting all my D twenties here. I got six. Five hits. <laughs> we get ten rolls. Probably should be harder. Nine out of ten. All right. I got four. <laughs> so nine out of ten. Okay. You guys go uh, sporadically. Probably first is Maurice who wanders off, and then Fuzzy and Rob. And, Rob, you get eight hits, and everybody claps. Um, they're like, you know, everybody's kind of surprised that you are able to do so well, and that you even managed to beat the Raven Queen. Make a charisma check at this moment as you beat the Raven Queen's score. Five. The Raven Queen flashes a, like, clear sign of anger across <laughs> her face and whispers something to um, Hermes, who is next to her, yeah. and who who just kind of laughs and walk, walks away. Rob remove one authority point.
1: Oh, shit. Wah, <laughs> wah.
0: Rob. As you are, like, you're, like, flexing and, like, yeah, I won! I'm the best! And, sh- and you you are clearly uh, upsetting the Raven Queen at this moment. <laughs> and, then, and then the rest of the group goes, Brackus does pretty bad, especially after he sees the Queen get upset at you, Rob. Yeah. He, you see him, like, Kind of like look look completely the wrong way and just kind of like shoot his first round and he misses half of his shots right off the bat.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then he makes it the rest of them. Um, Hoff, the Hoff, the big fat dwarf who's got the uh, the peg leg or whatever. He he comes up. He's you know he's like oh yeah look at these cocks flying through the sky <laughs> yeah you know how long and hard I wanted to grab onto one of these wooden <laughs> bows and shoot down some cocks. <laughs> And, uh, and he's really crude and rude. And the Raven Queen is also looking at him with some, with some disdain. Um, and you, hear, you see another messenger go off. Uh, after him, Kill Raven goes. And he managed to score the same amount as the Raven Queen. And he ma- handles it pretty graciously. He gives a little bow and doesn't really say anything. His buddy Sarah Din, who you met earlier, claps mm. for him. He's like, Yeah, my lord. Oh, yes. Great show. And then Shag Solomon, the uh, the shaggy looking dude who's like, zoopity doop man, this stuff is too intense for me. And he just he you guys are outside, so he just starts smoking a bowl. And uh, he like lights up a J and the Raven Queen is <laughs> obviously not very pleased with him, but he like he he keeps his cool, you know, he's like, Don't worry, dude, it'll be it'll be fun. He like goes and pass it to you and like he gets it back, passes it to Hermes and the Raven Queen. They smoke a little bit. They seem to chill out. (laughs) Um, You're like, yeah, groovy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then the uh, the golden geese, of course, all have to. They all go. And Tiara does very well to the point where she actually gets all but one. She scores nine. You see, Kellick cast a spell on his crossbow, and when he takes his turn, cheater! All of his bolts just immediately sink down into the into the thing. And the Raven Queen um like immediate like you see a little smirk on her face and you see a smirk on hermes's face and you see Hermes go and deliver another message. Orin goes and he's like, oh yes, big muscles And then he like starts shooting but he's clearly got no dexterity. And this is <laughs> a bunch of a And the lizard men go and you know Lockgar's trying to figure out how to pull the string back and the fucking thing breaks. <laughs> and you know and the other the other lizard man, Gobblazar, starts yelling at him. <laughs> finally, it's uh, it's and finally it's Eric's turn, and he and he does you do really well. You he sh- shot down nine of nine of them. The Raven Queen is like you know well this is a this is, a, this is an unexpected moment. There's a tie. I Guess you guys are have to gonna have to go shoot again. And she releases five birds, and after after she have after she has you both set up. And whoever takes down the most is gonna win. You're just never roll off. Let's do it. So my rolling five roll yeah. Roll five. Roll All right, I hit two. I only got one. I rolled a one, a two, a three, and a seven, ah. and a sixteen. Like it was, I was not. I did not do well. But she takes down one, and you get two of them, Eric. Everybody claps. There's a bunch of applause. Oh yes, um, good show. As you know, as you win this, Eric, make a charisma check. Oh, yeah. oh shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I already use
1: my reroll? I don't remember.
0: It was last session. High or low? Good for you. All right. All right, I'm doing this in front. End, but... All right, yeah. you can do it. Reroll it. Oh, oh. Did you re-roll a 1 to a 20? That 20. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah. You, you, like, do a... Like, you... <laughs> oh, fuck. Jesus. <laughs> you manage yeah. to shoot down these two birds, and the rest of them begin to fly away, and the Raven Queen casts a, a series of magic missiles <laughs> at them, and they all go down before they're able to escape. You, like, hold the crossbow above you, and, you know, there's like flex and the in the clouds part, a bunch of light shines down on you, and the Green queen clearly seems um, a little bit shocked at this. Not only was not expecting you to win the challenge, but this obvious show of divine power in the on star- her property on her property in the Scarlet Fire. Party. You are like the divine beacon. Right. <laughs> right, this beacon of light that is clearly uh, disrupting the... Hurting her eyes, as it were. She don't play that shit. I know, I don't think that she's upset. I think that she's more surprised. It's one of those things where it's like, there's not really supposed to be any kind of this divine power energy around here or in this area that she isn't like aware of or in control of. And you are clearly more powerful than... She thought, then the rest of this party thought. Over 9,000. <laughs> you start charging up. <laughs> <laughs> ah. well, I'm basically an so. animal. <laughs> so, I, I uh, forgot what the reward was. <laughs> oh, right, right. A singular servant carries out a small box, he hands it to you there, bows, and, and walks away. Um, and you open the box and inside of it is a small crystal and um, as soon as you touch it, pick it up, you know that this is like a stone of protection and you know exactly how to, how to use it. You just like put it in front of your forehead and you let go and it starts spinning around your head and you gain plus one art class. That's a luck bonus, will not affect any of your class that you have else. Hey guys, it's me, Gabe, your host. I'm your GM, and I'm your sassy bitch. Better do what I want or I'll be kicking your ass out. This week was brought to you by a bunch of haters. We got a bunch of bad reviews, but at least we got reviews. Suckers mean that you listened. Ha! This week's episode was brought to you by Buck Naked. Do you guys like listening to Buck Naked Podcast? Do you Buck Naked Podcast? Listen to Buck Naked Podcast. Listen to Buck Naked's podcast about Buck Naked Podcasting. where he's Buck Naked Podcasts. Free well you Buck Naked Podcast with him. Buck Naked. Shout out real quick to the Steadwells. Thank you guys so much for allowing us to use your music. And don't miss out on Hit Dice Podcast for the cleanest, crispest D&D experience. Thanks for listening. Where were we? Um, you guys just got done shooting birds and pissing off the queen. It's a good time, for perhaps, by all. Do I gain any authority points? Um, None for you. Yes, actually, Eric, gain an authority point for quelling the wrath of the queen. After shooting the birds, you guys are led back upstairs and through a long, narrow garden to the north side of the Scarlet Spire. By this time, uh, the sky is a little bit clouded, so it's a bit darker. And the garden that you guys are brought into is lit by numerously different colored uh, torches that all have continuous flame cast upon them. These continual flame torches are uh, cupped by skulls. And as you guys enter this garden, you guys can see a rack of skulls, no, a number of different ones. You recognize a troll skull, a goblin skull, a human skull, a lizardman skull, and you can see, you know, Lockar and Gobbles are whispering, you know, something about, you know, how this is inappropriate. This is not PC, <laughs> man. Yeah. So... <laughs> this is not that cool. So, uh, Leon, while well, this is ha- well, this is going on, um, he's kind of, like, scouting out the different members of the party, and that's what he was doing in the last segment. He was, like, looking around and, like, talking to different guests just to try to figure out, you know, a little bit more um, about your quest to find um, Balakard. None of them seem to really know much, as far as he was able to tell. But he does know that Richard is going to be showing up at the party at some point, and you guys might be able to question him about it. As you guys are walking up this um, up this stairwell towards this garden, Leon like kind of like brings you guys in. He's like, I can't believe the Baron sent us in to do this. This is incredibly risky. And now that these people know our faces and our names, it just makes our presence in the city all that more there's a good chance that we get poisoned. Watch your cups and don't, you know, try not to do anything that's going to get your yourselves noticed any more than you already have. And he looks at you, Eric. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, he, he's, and he, look, he looks pretty unhappy. Like, you guys have mostly seen Leon um, as, like, a pretty cheery guy, and he's pretty upset, and he's like, I'm going to have words with the Baron about this. And you guys make your way into this garden. Once again, Hermes, Hermes, the uh, the half-deformed daughter of the Raven Queen, stands up on one of the um, raised garden beds. And she um, she's like, And now, my beautiful friends, we have come to the final game of our dinner. May I present to you wondrous joys of the bowling of devious heads. And, um... Goes over to the rack and picks out the only skull that's painted black. It's a human skull. She hands it to the Raven Queen, who does a spin and whips it across the garden. And it is pretty far away. She motions her hand as if to let, you know, as as if to tell you to choose a skull. And try to get, and play bocce. You know, try to get as close (laughs) as you can. Play bocce. It's a classic party game. The jack is about 50 feet away. And everybody's allowed to pick a different skull. And all of them are different, so you guys know which ones are yours. They're all pretty much the same as far as like your, your roll's going to go. And this is just block-based. Just roll a d20, and that's your number. Okay. Eric, you used your re-roll, and maybe twice. Suzanne, I think you used your flip last week. Um, I used my lucky coin on the, on the charisma challenge. Right. I distinctly remember you using your yeah, coin flip. Yeah, I definitely used my coin flip. <laughs> Eric's loved by the gods, though. It's okay. Uh, I don't think I win. I got an 18. <laughs> 12. I got three. You guys do some bowling. And by bowling, I mean Baji. I've always been bad at both. Uh, everybody takes their turn, throwing, throwing different skulls. Fuzzy takes a small rabbit skull. Maurice uses a human skull. Hoff doesn't even bother throwing a skull. Seriously, he just kind of, like, he, like, drop kicks it. And, like, <sighs> it bounces off of a fucking wall. And then he like goes over and keeps eating, and you can see that he like that the Raven Queen is clearly like she's fed up with this dude at this point. I want the troll skull. Um, Kill Raven does pretty well. He gets a fifteen, and Sarah Din does just slightly better with than he does with a sixteen. And e- Eric, you go and you get a twelve, and you do okay. And then Suzanne goes and she throws her skull right on top of yours, and it knocks yours farther away. And um, Shag Solomon comes over to you. And he's like. Oh man, where'd you get that hat? Did it come with a bowl of soup? <laughs> and he throws his rock, <laughs> and um, he doesn't even come close. He gets like a five.
1: A bowl of soup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the golden geese, however, they do they do pretty well. Oren gets an eighteen tiara. The thief gets a seventeen. Ke- Kellic doesn't really try. He's not very he's not very strong. He like goes to throw the skull and doesn't even get there really. Um, <laughs> And then, Rob, you throw yours, and you, like, knock right in between Orin's and the Jack, and, like, move his out of place. Ooh. And I like that. It's fine. There we go. I um, <laughs> lost a thorn <laughs> point. Once again, some mangled and mutilated weird-looking servants come out with a small parcel, and they open it up, and it's a small vial. It says, Potion of Wisdom. Plus two, and this will permanently increase your wisdom stat by two points. Alright. I almost feel like I don't trust this. No, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's the, though your suspicion is aw- awesome and exactly what I'm going for, you know, you can just drink the potion. And everybody, everybody claps for you, except for the Golden Geese. These three look at you guys um, with a bit of malice. And, like, you see... Jealous bitches. Orrin looks a little jealous, but he, like... He comes back to himself. And Tiara looks a little disappointed. But you can see that she, you know... Was really hoping to win at least one of these. And you can see that Kellek has just a, like, livid fucking sneer across his face. And he (laughs) obviously is very unhappy that you guys won.
1: Uh,
0: During this bit of sport, you guys are fed cookies... Gingerbread man cookies, but they're just the heads. They're pretty delicious. They're like a nice little treat, and everybody's given a nice little glass of milk to dump them in. <laughs> and the milk is, of course, in a silver scald goblet with ruby eyes. <laughs> I'm not drink the milk. Malk, Malk. So after the last skull is thrown, you guys hear a gong announcing that dinner is served, and you guys are led into a large banquet banqu- hall. Blah, 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 blah. You guys are led into a a large banquet hall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. A massive cylindrical chamber rises 50 feet into the air to a dome of polished marble. The walls are decked with portraits of landscapes of great quality. A large number of these feature the Raven Queen doing heroic acts and saving people, wrestling great demons and giants, giant elementals to the ground. A vast stained glass arch reveals the city beyond. Periodically beyond the stained glass, you guys will see you guys see like flickers of what look like angels inside the stained glass and as you guys move across it like looks like they're like, you know, angels on the inside of the glass. But as you start like looking at it more closely, you guys realize that the angels are actually on the other side of the glass, peering in and watching you guys as you eat dinner. And it's a series of blessed angels watching you. The Raven Queen bids you guys to take your seats, and you guys walk over to a section of the table which has your names written on the chairs on little note cards. There are a dazzling amount of cutlery, knives, forks, spoons, and plates in front of you. If you guys have knowledge and ability, you're fine, but if you don't, you're going to need to make a diplomacy or wisdom check to know what forks to use when. Wait, what were the options? Knowledge nobility, or a a wisdom check. All right, I get an eighteen on my. Okay. I got an eight on check. Okay, and Suzanne Leon's gonna, Leon's sitting next to you, and he's gonna be like, "It's that, it's that." It's that. And you're like, this fork?" And you pick up the wrong one, anyways. And you can see, and everybody like kind of looks at you, and like even Rob's holding up the right fork, and you're and you just kind of you're like, uh Lose one authority point. Oh, As everybody knows that you're a got un- uncultured swine. <laughs> <laughs> Country bumpkin elf. The only, the only elf that doesn't know how to use cutlery, ever. Um,
1: uh, bitch.
0: <laughs> after, after a few moments, you guys uh, are seated and you arrange your cutlery. And from a side room enters a person who you guys have seen before. An incredibly handsome man with blonde hair and blue eyes, who is this? Uh, is statuesque and almost appears innaturally beautiful, especially for a man. He walks over to the queen and takes her hand, kisses it, and sits down next to her. Everybody is mostly silent while this happens. And Leon leans over to you and he's like, that's Richard. That's the guy we need to talk to. Just as Richard is sitting down, the queen stands up. My dear friends, she says, and... On all of the pictures and paintings and murals and stained glass, all the, all the people who are depicted within them echo out her words as she says them, so it gives it a kind of harmonic, inhuman voice that's speaking from all around you. I bid you enjoy this feast and eat and drink your fill in my humble abode. And she claps her hands. An instant later, the great doors swing open and a trio of manicores enter. Their ghoulish heads flopping back and forth. Almost like dogs, they seem to be completely tamed. The fire in their eyes are gone, their wings have been cruelly clipped, and the ferocious barbs on their tails have been surgically removed. Each of them carries a platter on its back. On these platters, on their back, are an arrangement of silver goblets that smell delicious, but look very disgusting and... Some of the guests show clear signs of uh, trepidation as they begin to be placed in front of them, only to reveal a number of wriggling worms. She's, she's like, these are the delectable purple worm babies from the northern jungle. They enjoy terrorizing the tribes up there, but these peoples have learned a special way of cooking the tail section to neutralize the poisons. The bowls are like, wriggling a little bit, but you notice that it's like, they're not actually the individual worms, it's just sections of the worms, Mm. and like, the sauce that they're in is like, making them rhyme, and they're, it's pretty gross looking. Yeah. Doesn't sound
1: like anything I want to eat. Can I
0: covertly cast Detect Poison? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you could try. Make a uh, stealth check, or a sleight of hand check. I was going to try to make a sleight of hand check to not actually eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, 19. Yeah, you're totally able to cast it, Eric, and you do not detect detect any poison in yours, nor Roms or Suzanne, but you do detect poison in Hoff's cup. And everybody's looking kind of nervously at this, like at these weird purple this poisonous purple worm sauce yeah. sauce cups, and nobody really wants to do it. And Leon's Leon's like, I guess it's up to me. Um, I'm gonna detect evil on Hoff. I think that you did that last time when you guys walked into this place. I think you probably would have. He's not good. (laughs) He definitely signs has tendencies towards evil, for sure. All of these people have pretty much the same read, and they're all not evil per se, but everybody in this room we were able to read earlier definitely showed evil tendencies, at least minorly. You know, it's one of those things where not everybody is going to be good or bad. Not everybody's, you know, you don't get a light or dark side read immediately, you know what I mean? So it's like kind of a, like a varying shades of gray. These guys are all more towards the dark side than the light. They definitely have made more evil decisions than good. Uh, that's what got the majority of these people where they are. These people are all nobles in an evil city, probably have done some bad shit. And with that, Leon takes a big old scoop of this purple worm, plops it in his mouth, makes a, scrunches his face a little bit, and he starts chewing, and he's like, it's good. You know, it's surprisingly delicious. He's like, takes another big old bite, and everybody else seems to be, you know, seems to be into it. You know, Hoff's like, oh, I ain't scared of nothing, and he just, like, starts chugging his down. Barakas is uh, not being very good about his manners, and he's also just, like, shoving, shoveling it into his face. They And everybody really enjoys the meal. And when it's finished, a number of servants come and clear away the dishes. Huff, you know, Hoff. Uh, he's like, "Oh man, I hope you got more food than that. I've never been full in my life." Oh, and he like slaps his stomach. You know, and you you see kill Raven. He's sitting next to him, and he's like, wipes some of the spittle that got from Hoff on him. <laughs> and, and he's like, "You've never been full in your life." <laughs> and you guys are served. The next course. After a few minutes, wine glasses are refilled. The manicores return, but this time they carry a very sweet-smelling, uh, strange-looking dish. Um, it's almost—it almost looks like a number of pies, but there's a bunch of birds sticking out of them. And as they are placed on the table, these birds begin flapping, and feathers start going everywhere. And the birds take off and they fly around the room, and everybody's like kind of like freaked out, and the Raven Queen's laughing. And the birds disappear, and rain down confetti um, onto the table and all of you, and it also disappears. And you guys are served these strange blackbird pies. They smell kind of sweet, and they're served with this uh, very potent uh, alcohol that's like made from blueberries and is very strong. And you guys, you know, drink a little bit of the stuff. And you take a take a bite of it. And it's horrendous. It is one of the worst things that you guys have ever eaten in your lives. Mm-hmm. Do you like open? Or are you just like that and like spit it out? All right, y'all. I'm gonna roll a of I'm hand check. to fortitude save this. Can I trust <laughs> to
1: digitate it?
0: Like away. Away. <laughs> All right, O-way. I got I got a twenty three <laughs> on my sleight of hand check. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just like yeah, you're able to like coffee spit it into a napkin. And you're like, mm. oh, yeah. yes, that's good. <laughs> like, am I rolling like a bluff check or yes, yes. I, like... a charisma check? Yes. Okay. Well, Fourteen save this. you're just gonna eat it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I got
1: a twenty-four on my bluff.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, Susan, you're you're able to like just like smush it around in your plate so that like and pile it up on the sa- sides and like take little, like, forkfuls that are not just the sauce. And you're like, mmm, yes. Ooh. And, and Eric, you're like, nah oh, this is fine. You take a big old bite of it, you put it in your mouth and munch down, and it's horrendous. You start, you're like, and you're like, I can stomach anything for <laughs> and, and you, like, try to mend it down and just, you just can't. You just, like, spit it up onto your plate real quick. Make a, make a slight hand check to try to spit it out so nobody sees. Four. <laughs> <laughs> you miss your plate and it just, like, sp- I spit it on the table next to you. There's, like, this big fucking stain. Um, I wipe it up with my napkin. <laughs> But, but you're not the only person to be, re- be revolted by this by this pie. Leon is also unable, completely unable to hide his disgust, and he does like he puts in his mouth and just like the fork goes back down. He's, like, Ugh! and 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 <laughs> mouth takes it back out. <laughs> is you know he takes a bite and he's like, eh. he takes another bite. Yeah, he's uh, no, it's not. <laughs> and, and you see Hoff he's just, like, ah, man, he's just housing house in it. <laughs> he loves it. Fucking You know Shag Solomon. He just he doesn't even try. He just pushes it away and fucking lights up another J. In the fucking thing, he's like, ah, cleanse the palate. You know, the lizard men are also fairly revolted. They have another bite and they they're able to like choke it down and be like, mmm, yes. But their bluff checks aren't very good. They make the four save, but they don't make the bluff check. And the queen is, you know, she's looking around expectantly as everybody eats her, you know, blackbird pie. And people are kind of all revolted by it. And she's like, you know, she especially gets, she's like, what the fuck when you you spit onto the table? And she, like, (laughs) she takes a bite of it. And she immediately gags and claps her hands. And you see a couple of servants take the pies away. And she, like, whispers to them. And they... Put them onto, put them all onto one tray, and take them out on the balcony and just roll them off the balcony <laughs> without without a moment's hesitation. These servants bring out very fine-looking steaks, and these are some of the um, like the nicest steaks that you guys have ever seen. Like perfectly, you know, marbled. They look so good, and they taste even better. The only thing that's strange about them is they have a very weird, a slightly greenish color to them. And you guys are, you know, you guys are all enjoying them. Hermes jumps up and she's like, Sorry for the lack of introduction. I hope that you are all enjoying your dragon steaks. Feast of Kings. And they um, they bring on the next course, which is the cake. And it's a very large, multi-story marzipan tower that is modeled after the Scarlet Spire. It's got multiple levels and even has detailed balconies. And the peak is even shaped just like it's supposed to be, except on top of it stands the Raven Queen, made out of candy, surrounded by candy feathers. And the servants hoist this magnificent, delicious piece up onto the table. And as they do, the queen's figurine starts to wobble. And as it's lowered and set down, a large rent in the side of the cake appears. And the queen's model tumbles down and lands in the lap of Suzanne. Everybody <laughs> is kind of silent and uh, everybody's a bit tense for a moment as the ironic symbolism is not lost to any of the guests. And you can see the Raven Queen look at you ailing. And she doesn't look at you with hate or malice. It's more like a look of surprise and longing and fear more than and with that, Shag Solomon stands up. He's like, well, this cake ain't made of iron and stone, baby. It's made of frosting and, and fluff, and I plan to enjoy it. And he goes over and picks up the Raven Queen, puts her back up on top, and grabs a big old handful of cake, and he starts eating it. You know, some of the guests laugh at his you know silliness, and the Raven Queen chuckles a little bit. As he picks up a piece of cake and tells this weird joke, he begins telling you guys a story about apples falling on Head and him thinking that you know the world is round and you know that there's there's weird things like that. <laughs> oh.
1: And
0: everybody kind of laughs at that weird. And um, Baracus comes up and he's like, "Oh, I got a, I got a good story for you. One time I was riding with my boys and we got real good and drunk after we killed this dragon. All and I bet them that I could jump all the way over him. And then I did, but the dragon wasn't dead and he like snapped
1: at my legs." He like burnt my pants off, and it was all a good, a good time was had. Good story. And
0: everybody's kind of like, "That's a, that's terrible." <laughs> Kill Raven starts to recount one of his tales of slaying vampires, and how he went into a nest of them and slayed half of them with with, with his right hand in a sling because it was broken. I once cleared out an entire cave of ghouls all by myself. Hoff's like, "Oh, that's that's nothing, Featherhead. I once built a, an entire army for the king." Out of only wood. <laughs> and Barack is like, that's bullshit. There's no way you could have done that. One time though, listen to this, one time I was on a on a flying ship with my buddy and we we got hit by a fucking meteorite and crash landed on the moon. I had to fight a whole bunch of liches there, but we ended up figuring our way back using ropes and such. My, my gang and I were trying to have a drinking contest with a rival gang and they, and they, uh, they, were, they refused to participate. And we went to the house of their leader and set his yard on fire and destroyed all of his clothing and flooded the house. <laughs> <laughs> it was great fun. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: <No. laughs> is, is like, I, I once got into a drinking competition. That's, that's right. Ended up drinking an entire lake. <laughs> and, and you see everybody kind of like look at him sideways <laughs> and um, what the fuck are you talking about and Shag Solomon's like I don't even know what that guy's spoken <laughs> and as the cake is finished being served and you guys are having this little bit of boasting um, and you know talking about all of your you know great triumphs throughout the past <laughs> A bunch of servants carrying musical instruments, banjos and bongos and tambourines and shit. They make a little stage and they start playing and you guys are in a bit of dancing. Some of the other guests are going to dance and you guys are kind of over eating the hors d'oeuvres and the little cakes and stuff. And Leon, he gets approached by Fuzzy. And Fuzzy, you know, he starts talking to him about the Baron. and he, Leon looks a little, you know, upset at first and then he's, you know, and then he starts like, Kind of questioning him for info, uh, and you know, and Fuzzy's like, "Oh yeah, I just saw the Baron yesterday. Came by my shop and bought two po- or two scrolls of teleport. I'm surprised you haven't seen him. He's been in town for the last two three days." Well, this is going on. Um, Suzanne, the Raven Queen, actually comes up to you and she, you know, holds out her hand and she's like, "Would you like to dance?" Um, sure. And you, so you two go out onto the dance floor. Well, uh, I feel like
1: I can't say no to the Raven Queen. I want to die <laughs> um,
0: And you guys go out onto the dance floor. you guys are out there for a little bit you do um, you know you're doing some faster dancing and then it goes to a slower dance you guys have a moment of talk and she's like you know she starts asking me questions you know, who, who are you? Like I know that I know who, you know who you are, but where are you from? Um, that's what I'm trying to find out. Well, how did you start working for the pair? I'm adventurers to uh, help them out with some stuff. Well, who are your friends? Tell me about your companions a little bit. They're both pretty much bumbling idiots, so I don't know what else you want to know. (laughs) Yeah, she thinks that's pretty hilarious. She keeps asking you, like, you know, she keeps asking you little personal questions and things, you know, favorite color and stuff, and some some of your answers seem to, like, you know, get a bit of a response out of her. But mostly it's all harmless stuff, you know, and you have, like, a nice little dance, and at the end she thanks you. She goes back behind into a door behind the stage and disappears. But while this but while that's happening, Rob and Eric, you guys are kind of listening in on Leon's kind con- conversation, as uh, you guys see you guys see Hoff, and he's kinda like holding his stomach and he's like, hey. oh. <laughs> It's jewelry band. And um <laughs> I you couldn't get full. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are kinda like joking about this, and Tiara, the thief of the golden geese comes over to you guys and she's like you know she's got a glass of you know some hard whiskey or something she hands it to you rob and she's like that was a really close shot with that bocce ball it's uh it's really awesome to see you guys some you know i'm sorry that the rest of our my group is kind of weird and you know you know especially kelly mostly only kelly but me and oran we really like you guys you know again let me know if you guys want to come in you know maybe come to the arena and train train with us sometimes if you ever want to you know give it a shot we go there almost every other day so just let us know and um she's like you know do do you want to like go and dance maybe yeah sure you can go off and you have a little dance routine. uh tr I roll the dance uh yeah probably i and should probably roll together <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> 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 hmm? Did you get a natural twenty? No, I got a natural one. <laughs> Strikes out. Steps on her yeah, feet. Yeah, you step on her feet, and you know, art like say some crude shit at the wrong moment, and she's just like, all right. All right. Well, it was it was nice talking to you. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna train, maybe sometime. Uh, and she she walks away. He's kind of like he's like motioning to you to like go and talk to Richard, um, who is like you know idly talking to some of the other guests, particularly Kill Raven and the Lizardman. Uh, hop on over. What's up, Richard? Hello. It's fine. It's nice to finally meet you. You're um, Claudio, right? Claudio the Righteous. That is <laughs> right. I've heard I've heard a bunch about you and your and your little uh, group. You guys are really making a name for yourselves. Excuse me. And he, he like, says his farewells to the other, the other um, partygoers, and you guys kind of go off to a corner, and he's like, I've heard from some of my people who have talked to the Baron. I hear about, I've heard about your need, this known battle card. I think I know where he is. Um, I believe that he's in the Champions District in this one house just next to the arena. I would find it a personal favor if you would go check it out for me. Is you Um, I... Yes, I think that he's in trouble, and I'm afraid um, I'm afraid that right now that something is going on inside of the government. Some people in this party, he like, looks over at the lizard men. We need to make sure that the city is safe, but I can't send the watchers or any of my people directly after that because it will draw too much suspicion. Um, if you guys have the time I'll. and you need my help, please just let me know. And he, he gives you a little piece of paper, and he's like, I believe this is the address that you need to go to. I think we got it. Great. I'm sure that you you all seem like a bunch of very capable women. uh you guys seem like a very capable group. I'm sure that you can handle it. Just try to keep it as quiet as possible. We don't know who is involved in this They How dare I say it? Conspiracy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> And you got so and and you guys finish up your you know your evening. You have another glass of wine or three before you leave. I don't know how you guys are partying. Sure, Cho, sure, um, sure. that's just right. Uh, but <laughs> and you guys head home. Uh, Leon's with you. He's you know and he's in the cart with you guys as he head home this time. So you guys you guys get to the Baron's estate, and Leon kind of busts in uh, once he knows that the Baron's there because you guys, you guys are let in by Jaren. who's like, oh, the Baron's arrived home. And Leon's like, I know. And he fucking bashes the door in. Um, and when the Baron sees you guys, he's like, oh, oh, my friends, it's good to see you. I've got some great news. We've made the sale. Remember those statues from earlier that you guys had me uh, collect? I've managed to sell them for. And Leon cuts him off. And he's like, what the hell's wrong with you, Baron? And the Baron's like, what, what do you mean? I've, sell, selling these statues is what we agree. That's, that, you know what I mean. Why the hell did you send us to the party instead of going yourself? What What do you mean? What do you think I should have done? Do you think, are you mad that I sent you to waste your time with my employees? And Leon's like, waste, you know, waste my time. These people are our friends. This isn't a matter of pride, stupid. And the Baron's like, you know I would have gone myself if I could have. Leon cuts him off short and he's like, No, I don't know that. Just like I don't know my father. All I know is once again, your greed, Baron, put our lives at risk. You put other people's lives at risk before your own selfish ones. And, he's fucking, and he goes and slams the door. The Baron is like, looks kind of hurt. Oh, sorry you had to see that. The uh, good news is I managed to sell those statues and you guys have a uh, 100,000 gold pieces coming Should be here by the end of the week. So a good payday. What did you find out at the party? And you, you know, you give him, you you fill him in on all the things that have happened since you last saw him, including undead priest and fighting with Octo Spearman, following the trail of the abandoned house, discovering the strange well after following the secret history of Greyhawk. Eventually making your way to the party and finding out the location of Balcar's shop. This is, that's really something. I, you know, I can only ask you to continue our investigation and go find a battle card. I, you know, I will, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. I'm a Baron. I sell stuff. I act really weird. I have to can. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I'm guessing that you guys probably uh, rest for the evening in the Baron's Manor and then wake uh, up. I'm going to store, um, cure serious wounds in my earrings okay. for the end of the day. Yeah, real quick, since you guys leveled up, um, after the party, Can you, why don't you guys just go real quick run through any of your new abilities and powers that you might have? Um, Great cleave and remove disease once a week. Crazy. All right, I Crazy. took uh, level of an assassin. Crazy. So I got another another sneak attack die. I got death attack and Red at my... assassin. Yep, nice. as my uh, sixth level feat, I took rapid shot. Okay. I ha- now have third level spells and took fireball. Um and then I took spell penetration as my also partly two attacks. Ugh. I think Here that was buff. like all. Oh, Claudio's I'm... buff now. Sorry. So buff. Couldn't call myself. So you guys probably rest and uh, rest that evening, and then um, wake up in the morning, rejuvenated. You guys don't feel particularly sick or anything, like you saw half being.
1: No food poisoning.
0: Right. So you guys, I'm um, just gonna assume that you make your way towards Balakar's shop in the Champions District. Well, we gotta meet up with them, some people. Right. The, the Golden Eagles. Golden Geese. Golden Geese. Right. So since you guys can't, because you guys aren't allowed into the Champions District, gotta make some birds. So you guys rendezvous with them just outside the Champions District and. As you guys approach them through the streets, you guys are have your hoods up or whatever, trying to you know maintain, try to be inconspicuous as possible. I got my, my owlbear helmet and my my backpack. Right. Yeah, owlbear. And the owl bear. I'm just actively hiding <laughs> the way. You guys see the golden geese surrounded by a group of young people and halflings and gnomes, and they're all like cheering for them and orange signing autographs and flexing. And you know, I give him a quick flex and a wink. When they see you, T- uh, Tiara comes over. to You you know, you guys got here. We we just been waiting for a few minutes. Come on, and you guys head into the Champions District. The guards, you know, wave you by, and you head towards the arena. And you guys, and it's and it is a massive structure, several stories tall, made of um, magically formed concrete brick. And you guys head into the lower section of it, which is in towards, like, this gymnasium area where there's, like, a boxing ring and there's weightlifting equipment, you know, exercising machines and stuff, <laughs> you start working out with the golden geese, and you see, oh, yeah. you see a couple of other people in there, you see, like, a pair of female dwarves who are deadlifting in the back, and, you know, one of them lifts up, you know, 400 kilograms, and, oh. Oh. There's no reason to be alive. You can't do deadlift. <laughs> and, and, you know, the fucking thing falls on the ground and cracks the concrete. Um, and, and you guys work out for a little bit. You guys find an opportunity to like sneak away. Maybe you guys are like, oh, we're going to go get a fucking, have a water break outside. And you're going to go have a cigarette. Uh, I don't know. Do you, do you like come out and tell? The golden geese that you guys are trying to sneak away and ask them to, like, cover for you? Are we just going to explore? Or go over to Balco? I mean, you have a pretty good idea of which way to go once you're, you know, free. You know, do you guys just, like, peace, and you guys sneak into the Champions District and (laughs) not tell these people who you're working out with? Or do you, like, tell them what you're doing?
1: Do
0: the golden geese seem cool? I think you gotta make that decision for yourself. I don't think they're chill. That one guy doesn't like us at all. We probably would not want them knowing we're trying to help out outside uh, people. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are going to try to sneak off away from them. Are there groupies? Yes.
1: There you guys groupies?
0: could totally wait. You, you like if you guys if you want to wait until some groupies come up and like, yeah. distract them. All right. All right. I like that. Make some make some sneak checks, or possibly make a bluff check to get these groupies to go over there.
1: Okay. If it's I a love check, a sneak I got check? 27. <laughs> I just want to make a sneak check.
0: I'm not trying okay, to yeah. convince so, anybody. Yeah, Rob, ra- 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 Half or wear red oh. ass. Kind of diplomacy. Yeah, that's, that's probably a better one, diplomacy. Ooh. Uh, 25. Okay, so you guys go over to some groupies, and oh, you're like... Oh, check it out, it's orange. Yeah, look at these oh, guys, look at look them. at them. Oh. <laughs> I have a 29 on my sneak check. And
1: oh my god, he's so strong!
0: <laughs> Rob he jumps up into the ceiling, into the drop ceiling, and is like crawling through vents and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. and you, you guys do the classic, like, pull up a big sign anime style pointing to the golden geese and you get get run over by a bunch of fangirls as they go over and the golden geese are like trying to come and get you with it but they can't because they're surrounded by all these people I'm gonna make a beeline for the door duck down with cover of crowd yes same so you guys make it out of the arena's gym gymnasium and make your way start making your way through the streets and this section of the city seems a lot more well kept. It seems like there's a lot more work put into making sure that it's prepped for the upcoming champions' belt. You guys make your way down some of the shadier alleys, and you don't even see the you know occasional leg or arm sticking out, which would indicate you know the junkie. And you guys, you guys find your way to what seems like almost the exact opposite side of the arena, and it's like clouded in shadow, the shadowy part of the arena. With these buildings around it, it's like, you know, the alleyway is dark, and the building itself looks like it's pretty haphazardly built by some by a carpenter who, are, who is none too skilled with a with a saw, but some skilled at drinking. <laughs> and this crooked house which stands before you has a light shining on and quite a bit of noise coming from inside of it. You hear what sounds like a gnome frantically throwing things around once you make some perception. Old
1: too. Yeah. <laughs> Nineteen.
0: Uh, Twenty-six. Okay, so you guys did pretty good. Eric, you're whistling as you guys go down this alley, and but Aiden's like, "Shut up, shut up!" You know, and like, <laughs> as you get close. This is why I told the queen you are a bunch of bumbling idiots. <laughs> and well, um, Rob, Rob's on like the ceiling or on, on a rooftop, pretending to be fucking Octosphere man um, Spearman. <laughs> For all copyright his purposes. You know, he jumps down and you guys are able to get a good look into this window and you see a very, very silly looking gnome with a green mustache and what's left of his hair, because all he has is like a skullet. <laughs> like bald he's <laughs> a bald skullet. He's bald on the top, he's got long <laughs> hair on the rest that's like there. And and he's and he's frantically like throwing things into boxes and he's look looking and he's like, God, it's like Stuff ready to go. He looks like he's, like, packing up to leave. This is the bail guard shop? Yes. It it is unnamed and unmarked uh, with no sign. It's the really ugly crooked ass house. You you think this is the place? Is there a side door? Mm, Yeah, you could probably look around and find a side door. You gonna try to sneak in on this guy? I'm gonna knock on the side door. What are you two gonna do while this is happening? Are you just gonna watch as Eric knocks on the side door?
1: I'm gonna, like, hide in the shadows. Okay. I don't want this
0: guy to see me right away. You hide in the shadow. Rob? Same. Alright, you guys are hiding behind a box. As you... As Eric walks up to the side door of this house, he knocks. Um, and after a, after a few moments, like quickly hear somebody, the person inside, presumably Balacar, stop packing up boxes, slowly walks over the door, and a slot um, about at your crotch height, Eric, opens up, and a pair of eyes... Look at, look out, and they see your crotch, and they look up at you. Who is it? What do you want? (laughs) I get down on one knee. Hey, bitch. We're just uh, we're just checking to see if you're okay. Did somebody say something from behind that box? (laughs) Um, What? sticky hands Uh, i'm I'm perfectly all right thank you and he closes the thing shut well he's all right (laughs) i don't know that seems mighty suspicious you sure you don't need any help he yells something you can hear him yell out of the house something like you're the ones who need help i'd get out of the city if i was you why he comes back over the door he opens up the he opens back up the shutter and he looks at you if, if, if we're gonna shutter these things you might as well come in. Come on. And he opens the door. Do you go in, Eric? Is it a half sized size door? Uh no it's a full it's a he opens the full person sized version of it after he opens like a dozen locks and he's like, kush, kush. you know, he's got a padlock and a key lock and a chain lock <laughs> and a deadbolt and all this stuff.
1: All the unlocks.
0: Yeah. Alright, y'all yeah, go in. I detect evil. The door as soon as you go in and you were like, detect evil, with your palate and senses. He closes the door right behind him. You don't detect any evil from this guy. Some of the stuff in his shop, there in particular, some of the alchemical-looking um, flasks and vials on the far side of the room, which look kind of like a fucking meth lab. Except it's got magical symbols and arcane burners, weird... Continuous bun. bunsen burners. Right. And, <laughs> the, you know... And all kinds of weird makeshift uh, steampunk, you know, contraptions therein, and it looks like he's almost distilling some kind of uh, green slime. Um, this guy. The rest of his shop is is completely packed up, and it looks like the alchemy lab that he has set up in the back is mostly taken apart. But it is pretty easy because you've seen, you know, this the effect of this drug in the city and. Like, You're able to recognize what this is. He goes immediately back to packing his things. You need to get out of this city as fast as, as you can. The rats are coming. We all need to leave this sinking ship. Look out the for the rats. rats are coming. You said that the Baron sent you. How do I know that I, you're not working with them? I'm gonna make a diplomacy. How do I know out? that you're not working with our enemies? I'm just looking out for the best of all mankind here in the city. You know, you got a 17 on my diplomacy. Okay, so what do you say to him? Nah, that's what I just said. I'm just trying to look out for the best yeah, in the city. I'm trying to help everybody out, man. Hippie uh-huh. bullshit. Yeah, some hippie bullshit. <laughs> can I send my hamster in? Yeah, you can send your hamster in. Okay, I'm gonna send Butterball in to just kind of like look around and l- listen in. Balakard's like, I don't know. I don't know if exactly if I can trust you, but I got a visit a few days ago from an Octo Spearman. He was looking for the rats the were Somehow he knew their connection to me. I've been trying to make a, a version of this drug, this green slime, one that doesn't have bad properties to it. Their their leader came to me and he, he asked me to do this. He and he gave me supplies. He gave me all of the grains and all of the materials that I could ever use. I didn't question where they came from, but I found out that they were from Baron von Sticky hands in his glands there wasn't enough though and it, it wasn't working properly i couldn't get it right the drug it, it was supposed to it was supposed to keep people from turning but it wasn't working and ratalar the leader of the rats he's uh, i think that he we we've run out of time he's run out of damn time he knows he knows what's going on he knows what's going on in the government he knows about the were, he knows about the Raven queen we all have to get out of here he's he's pulling the trigger somehow he's planning to destroy the city I don't know what's going on, but I, I told Octo Spearman about the location of their base. And he, uh, he quick, like, goes over and scribbles down, like, a fucking sewer entrance. It's like a manhole cover, and it's like the manhole cover on 5th Street at, you know, the corner of a fucking thing, and then you go down, and then you go through the North Passage and then to the left, down another, down a flight of stairs, through a hole in the wall, and then around a corner... And you should be there. And he writes all this down for you. And he's like, I know that I don't know exactly what they're going to do, but I know they're planning on destroying this whole city. And we all need to get out of here. If you were smart, you'd leave now. After he left here, Octo ran right into a where ran the trap. If you're serious about helping the city, find Octo's spearman. He, like, finishes throwing some shit in a bag, and fucking, he goes over to his door. He, like, take whatever you want, I don't care, it'll all be gone soon. He locks the door uh, behind him. Uh, he didn't get it. Here. But you do have the lo- location of the square rat case. Uh, and at least an inkling that they are planning on destroying this. stuff? useful. We could drive God's country,
1: we could do